Brilliant Misfits, Episode 72, with guest Rain Parvis, a style coach based in L.A. who talks us through how to go from drab to fab. Find your personal style because you can have a casual version of yourself and then you can have the business version of yourself. But as long as there's always something you that works, you can make it happen. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. everyone and welcome back to Brilliant Misfits. Thank you, thank you for being here. I have a lot of gratitude for my listeners who tune in and listen. And please, if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and give it a rate and review. This really helps to make the podcast more visible and we can reach more of the Brilliant Misfits out there and we can all share our wisdom and our inspiration. And you can glean tips and tools from the speakers, the guests that I have on the show. Now today, I have someone, I'm really excited actually, I have someone who's coming on who is from Los Angeles, and she's a, a based, she's based in Los Angeles, and she's a certified style coach. She established a personal stylist, a media personality, and she's the author of Ultimate Guide to Style. From Drab to Fab. I love that. Her name is Rain Parvis, and I'm going to have her come on now. We can get right into it. Hi, Rain. Hey, everybody. How are you doing, Aisha? I'm good. Good. I'm really thrilled to have you on. This is like really, I love creativity. And I, when I read um, your bio, I thought, wow, this is, must be a really fun job being a style coach. So I want to get right into that because you talk about um, how being sort of an against the grain or a misfit type of person living that kind of lifestyle led you to this brilliant career that you have now. So do you want to give us a little insight into what you do and how you got into that? Sure, I'd love to. So late, early on, I always knew that I would never, ever be a nine-to-fiver. Nothing against nine-to-fivers, but for those of us who are creative, it is like just death coming over us. If you've ever worked on an office for eight hours a day. So (laughs) early, early on, I kind of knew that I was always going to be like a freelancer entrepreneur. My dad's uh, a musician. My mom went to work full time. So in my twenties, I've always kind of pursued creativity. So I I actually did stand up in Los Angeles from about 2006 to 2010. And I had a blast. I performed at the top comedy clubs. I sold out shows. And that was just always interesting, creating jokes, getting to know people, creating shows and TV productions. And then when I kind of felt like I took that career, I don't know if you ever felt like this, Asia, but when you've just kind of taken something as far as you wanted to take, like as far as you wanted to take it and then you kind of wanted to change careers. Mm, I can totally relate. I often start things and then I want to change to something else. And I think that's part of having that creative, um, you know, that creative nature and we're all creative. It's just like, you know, if you're really tuned into that creativity, it does sometimes urge you to do something else if you've been doing something for a while. 
Yes. And so for me, it was about four or five years. And I just kind of felt like I took it as far as I wanted to take it. I did a sitcom. We pitched it to a bunch of networks. They kind of passed. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with this. I think I'm over telling jokes and hanging out at the clubs for like five hours a night and, you know, fishnet stockings. (laughs) And um, so I just kind of (laughs) moved back home. I was in 30 years old, broke $10,000 in debt, had no money, had no career. And I was just like, geez, what am I going to do? So I really just started saying yes to things. I mean, I was in my parents' garage teaching me how myself how to juggle, how to do like WordPress. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do, whether I was going to get a nine to five job as an assistant or whatever it was. So I just started saying yes to invitations because literally I had no direction. And that ended up I was at a seminar that was a business seminar and I won a raffle out of 500 people that were there for the top business consultant. And it was really awesome because he said, okay, what are we going to do with you? And I said, I have no idea. I don't have really much to offer. I'm done doing stand-up comedy and I have no skills. (laughs) (laughs) And I did go to college for production and stuff, but you know, that was a long time ago. And I just wanted to, I just knew I didn't really want to work 12 hours a day in TV either. So I met with Tom Antion. He's amazing. And he basically just said, okay, got to know me. He's like, what do you like to do? I'm like, I don't know. I love to go shopping. I shop on a discount. I clean out closets for people. He's like, okay, well, Kim Kardashian started as a personal stylist and that's what you're going to do. And I literally just said yes, because I had nothing else to do. And I was like, well, this is what divine intervention wants me to do. And I'm got, I won like a $5,000 business coach, then I'll just start doing it. And that's kind of pretty much here. I am seven years later, hundreds of clients later, a book later, so many I've met, I've Skyped and styled people from all over the world. And I can just really say what a blessing it was that my standup career did not go and it did not make it because I am so much happier now. Wow. I just want to You know, Rain, this is such a fantastic story. And I just want to pause for a moment because there are a few things that you said in there that are so, so vital. And and I think one of the things that you said was you just said yes to things. Like you trusted in what you call divine intervention. And I think this is really important so that, you know, if you're in between, you're in that liminal space, you know, you're finishing one thing, you're not quite going to the next. Like I know a lot of women, they're, they're in corporate and they want to get out and they want to start their own business. And they're in that in between space. And I think like, you know, just trusting in that something will come, something will appear, just say yes. I think that is such a beautiful message that you've just conveyed in that story. And I'd really like to shout out to all the people or the ladies that are still at in the corporate environment. Mm. There is such, I don't know, this has just really been heavy on my heart lately with all the girl boss hashtags, lady boss, this business owners, entrepreneurial mindsets out there. I feel like there's been a lot of like look down upon when you're not an entrepreneurial mindset. So if you are currently in a nine to five or still in the office or doing whatever, I would just say, just try to do your best, but learn that as take it as an advantage to save your money right now. So you can start your business while you're still working and getting paid regularly. So when I first started, I was at an office job 
working nine to six or nine to five, whatever it was. And I would sit there and start my fashion blog and write my fashion blog. And then I would be able to invest back into my business because I knew that I was going to get in a paycheck versus like, oh, I'm just going to quit right now and and then just start from scratch. No, you need it. Building your business, as I'm sure you know, Aisha, <laughs> Aisha is like a slow snowball that you have to keep putting into, putting into, putting into. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. I'm sure our listeners can relate that. And I think it's a really important message also that, you know, we get into this either or thing. And sometimes it's just about looking at what 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 is like what's in your life right now and even if you're not 100% happy with that you're working maybe in a, in a corporate place and you want to transition but just really have the gratitude like you said and just appreciate it for for what it is right now that it's not forever and use it use it like you say to you know either save money or you know gradually transition in a way that just gives you a little more ease instead of anxiety absolutely mm. So I wanted to ask you, like, because I know that you you mentioned in your bio and as we talked that, you know, you did have a lot of challenges and some past failures. And that's another thing, you know, like having failures, sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm not on the right path, I better give up. Um, how did you deal with that when you were faced with, you know, quote unquote failures? I can honestly say I just kept going and even taking it back to my stand-up days. I mean, that was literally the worst. <laughs> I mean, living in my parents' garage, broke, 30 years old, no direction, nothing. So if you have any kind of direction, that alone is something versus not ha knowing what you want to do or what you want to pursue. So even I always look back to the fact, like if my standup career took off, long story short, when I started my styling business, I hit up all my friends and, and was like, Hey, I'm starting this business. Let me know if anyone, if you need help, this and that. And my now husband actually hired me to make him over. <laughs> and I would have never given him the chance if I didn't spend so much time with him, making him over and cu cutting off his comb over, getting him some new outfits that I was like, Oh my gosh, I did so great. I actually started dating him and now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, girls. <laughs> That's wonderful. What a funny story. Now, isn't that amazing that um, your first client was Kim Kardashian? I nearly fell off my chair when you said that. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 wait. My first client was not Kim Kardashian. Oh, okay. No, no, no. She started as a personal stylist. So oh, she would go okay. I see, I see. Celebrities' yeah. closets and sell their clothes for them and do all that kind of stuff. So the business mentor, kind of what you went back to, find something in your life that works for you and mm. put your efforts into that because it's not just like I woke up, I was and said, Oh, I want to be a stylist. It was like, I was already doing that. I just didn't parlay it into a business until I won that business consultation. So I'm sure whatever it is in your life, think about stuff that you love to do and see if you can start a side business doing that. Because obviously my dad always said, find something that you do for free and learn how to make money at it. Mm, is that lovely? I love that. And not everything that like, you know, some people can have hobbies and they don't want to turn them into businesses. And that's also, I think, really important to recognize like you, you know, what do Absolutely. you want to turn into a business and what you don't? Because sometimes you just want to have a hobby and you don't, you know, might like gardening, you don't want to go out and be a gardener, 
you know, as a full time. No, and job. I love to work out and, you know, but I'd never go be a fitness instructor. I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is important what you're saying, Rain, is that, you know, if we, if we just sort of reflect and contemplate on the things that we really do love to do, like I really love doing this or whatever it is. And, you start to explore that a little more. And I, and if it's, if it's your path, if that's what you've come here to do, life is going to support you 100%. So I think by saying that, what I mean is that, you know, a lot of times we get anxious about things when we don't have to, we just have to keep coming back in, tapping into that place inside us of like, this is what I love to do. And please show me the way. I think that that's a great, great point to bring up. And that's another thing. When I first started styling people, it just came naturally to me versus doing something else that I wasn't meant to do, like assisting somebody or, you know, I felt like I was always felt like a fish out of water in the stand-up comedy world, even though I was pretty great at it. But like, for example, I had a little stint as a wardrobe stylist and the difference between a wardrobe stylist and a fashion stylist, I'm sorry, and a personal stylist is personal is all about getting to know the, the woman, the man, getting into their psyche, what ticks for them, what makes them work, what's going to make them feel good, what colors, why they're wearing certain things. And for wardrobe stylists, it's all about dressing you for a big production, whether it's a star or this or that. And a lot of it's actually easier to wardrobe style because if you get on a show, you could have a job for six weeks versus personal style and you have to constantly be hustling to get more clients. So when I was styling for... I won't name the show, <laughs> but I styled for the show and it was horrendous. Before getting fired, I asked to quit two times and I just couldn't do it. It was like the FedEx things, the spreadsheets, the um, the star of the show was just so rude to me and she hated me and she would like boss me around and I was 35 years old and I was like, there's just a part of me that does not want to get that bitch's flip flop. Like I just can't do it. And um, so I just kind of felt like, it was so difficult for me. And I was like, wow, I know I'm not going to be a wardrobe stylist. I'm sticking to personal styling. And 10 years ago, if I was to get fired being a wardrobe stylist, it would have been the end of me. But when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going home. Peace out. This wasn't for me. It's nice meeting you all. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want, to, I want you to define a little bit more for us um, personal style. Like what is just really round that out for us. I'm really intrigued myself. What is that? Is that just, yeah. How would that like manifest? Sure. So I feel like everyone has a personal style. There are basic, you know, style personalities out there, but you always kind of put your twist in it. So everybody has something that matches their personality, their style. So for example, if you're a very gregarious, outspoken person, usually those types of people, if they're confined to like a business suit, they're not going to function properly and they're going to be sending the wrong message versus somebody like you, who's just like free spirit, you're creative. So you can tell by your wardrobe and your colors, you're happy. You're sending off a great creative vibe. You're in the vibrant colors versus again, a lot of women tend to, a lot of my clients tend to just gear towards black and like the basics. Cause they really don't know how to put together outfits or clothes. So I kind of start with, okay, well, why did you choose these things? What is your lifestyle? Like, are you going to an office that's nine to five, or are you entrepreneurs? Are you speaking? And then we do their color analysis, which really just changed everything. So 
Did you know in like, you know, the, the eighties and nineties when the image consultants would like lug around their drapes everywhere? Did you ever get your colors done? <laughs> no, I didn't get my colors done. No. Oh, but I do remember. Yes, there was a phase where, yeah, you were either a winter or a fall or a spring. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. Oh, so, yes, I do remember. I, <laughs> yes. So we all kind of, our hair, skin, and eye color kind of harmonizes with one of the four seasons. Now we break it down. I kind of break it down to 12 and I know it's so old school Asia, but I'm telling you, it changes the way that your skin looks, your hair looks, you get compliments. And for me, I'm not one, especially as we age, I don't love I don't want to get up and I don't enjoy doing my hair for 45 minutes or, you know, steaming my outfit for two hours and getting the perfect makeup on. Like I want to get up. I got a lot of stuff to do. I want my hair to look cute in under five minutes. I want the three minute face and my outfit is like done in two minutes and I'm out, and I'm out the door. So I just like to get into like the colors, the style, what works for your body shape. So if you're bigger up top, you're going to want to kind of balance those out with darker colors with the V-necks. If you're bigger on the bottom, that's where you're going to wear your darker colors and like the patterns are on top, the solids on the bottom. So it's just really, it's all about the colors, the body shape, and then your personality. Mm. Yeah. Did that make sense? Did I answer your question? You did. I could like talk about this for hours, but I know sometimes people get bored and they're like, okay, enough. Just tell me about me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love this sort of um, holistic approach because I think, you know, it's not like, um, well, when I did work in an office, you know, what I wore in the office was completely different than what I wore hanging out or going out to see my friends. So when I'm listening to you, like getting your personal style down and really having fun. It sounds like a lot of fun and a lot of creativity where you just, you know, you, you choose the colors that work for you. You choose the sort of the, the type of clothing that, you know, you want, whether they're flowing or more structured. And then it's just like part of you, like every day, not just special occasions. Mm -hmm. Is that, that's what I'm hearing. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. So Exactly. So you can put like, if I had your basic Navy suit, I could make that look five different ways with the choices again, based on your personality. So if you were a little bit more eccentric and vibrant and creative, maybe you would go with like a leopard top and you know, the more classic person would go with a white shirt and maybe somebody like you, we could put you in like a little cotton tea tank with a boho scarf. And that would make this, the suit look totally different versus a classic or creative type style personality. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I got like a little bit of like, oh, what's she going to say? <laughs> But you said I could wear, and I'm like, what, what? <laughs> well, I mean, I could, even though a suit isn't your forte, but I could, if you were like, hey, Rain, I got to go work in the office, like, how can I add a little bit of Asia in there? Then that's what we would do. We would add little bits of you in there. Like, I see that you love teal, you love your little pom pom. So we could do that with a scarf, mm -hmm. and you're still in a nice suit, and you can still look professional, but you always throw an element of you in there. Oh, I love this. Now, one of the things I was thinking about before I, you know, got to um, talk to you like we are right now, one of the things I was wondering is like, you know, like there's so many women and we talked about this a little bit before. There's so many women who are moving into a more entrepreneurial space. Like they want to, you know, work from home. They have a home-based business. Um, they might have an online business. And I was, before I got talking to you, I was wondering, well, how does, how does the personal style fit in when you're actually just at home all the time? 
but I can start to feel like, oh, this is so much fun. Why wouldn't you want to do it? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. So if you are going to work from home, most of creatives that I know and that even myself, like we've all been doing a lot of Skype sessions. Like even today I was like, oh no, Aisha, I didn't know we were going to be on camera. Like you totally caught me with my pants down. Right. (laughs) 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 And if I was prepared, I would have been like, wait, let me get on camera too. (laughs) Um, but when you work at home, it's so much has to do. There's been so many studies that say, Hey, just like you have a designated workspace, you know, put on a shirt. Like I'm taking this mastery styling class right now and I do a lot of Skype sessions and I do. And again, like talking about against the grain, I am not your typical stylist. There is not a million photos of me on Instagram. I like do all things that can benefit you with my clients. Not like all about me. Right. Mm. So when it comes to my Skype sessions, I put on a nice color shirt, a hat. You can kind of see I look fun up top, but then I'll still wear sweatpants on the bottom. And she's just like, if you guys are styling in your sweatpants, it totally changes your psyche when you put on your pants. (laughs) So I can honestly say studies have really been shown that what you wear does affect the way that you feel about your brain, how fast you react to certain things. And so if you do work from home, you are going to be running to the market. And when you are creating, you never know where your next client is going to come. You never know if your coworker at work or your dentist's office, or maybe your doctor needs your services. You just don't know. So I would just say, find your personal style because you can have a casual version of yourself and then you can have the business version of yourself. But as long as there's always something you that works, you can make it happen. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you for that clarification. You know, there was a time, like I think when um, the online world was first starting to take off, like it was really new. And there were a lot of women that were saying, oh, it's so cool. And I can just work in my pajamas and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, yeah, that's cool. And I tried it. For, <laughs> tried it a little bit. And I, it was horrible for me. I'm not saying it's, I mean, it might work for some people that they can just be in their pajamas all day, but uh, it really affected how I felt. I felt actually like, I was sickly or something. So, um, I, I gave that away because I, yeah. yeah, And that goes back to how you feel about yourself, like where your brain is. That's why they always say like, don't take your computer and work in the bedroom because when your brain goes in there, that's like sleepy time. (laughs) (laughs) So you want your brain to be alert. You want your body to be on fire. And you know, if it, again, like it's not like I'm going to sit here in a pencil skirt, but I can wear pants, jeans, cute jeans, comfortable jeans, and a nice sweater and just feel like I'm ready to go. And color does affect your mood. So if you are in like your pajamas all day that you slept in and then you're not looking cute, just wandering in the house, you're not going to feel like you want to conquer the world. Mm. Mm. I totally agree with that. I mean, I know there are people that do do that and, um, you know, that's good if they can manage that. But for me, I I actually experimented with myself and I could really feel the difference. Like I just felt really off wearing my pajamas all day. (laughs) You could be one of of everybody's case studies. I'll do a blog posting just about you. No, it wasn't fun. I actually do like, I feel better about myself when I put a bit of jewelry on and, you know, I have lots of different malas and different stones that I love to wear. And it just, yeah, all of that makes me feel really good. And I feel like that it's part of who I am and that's what I want to show to the world. So I think, yeah, personal styling is is really important, even if you're working from home and behind the computer. 
Absolutely. And another thing that a little study from France was, is if you walk around all day in sweatpants and like loose clothes and, you know, pajamas, whatever, your body will start to get used to that. So you start to, you start to gain weight and not even know it. Now I'm not one to say, oh, you have to be a certain size this or that, but if you're walking, like you would just eat more because you don't realize that you're already full. So it was just, I just thought that was really cool that the women in France say that they like wear pants and then they put like a little ribbon around their tummy. So if they, when their tummy expands past the rhythm of the ribbon, they know to stop eating. (laughs) Oh, those French women. They're so savvy, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Like who knew a little red ribbon could have so many meanings. Uh. Now, I want to ask you about your book, Ultimate Guide to Style from Drab to Fab. So what what's in the book? So it's 17 chapters, and I really boil it down to how to do your colors, how to find your personal style, how to dress for barbecues, how to dress for works. And it's not just like a how-to book. It really gets into you and how you dress psychologically versus just like, oh, here's how to put an outfit together. So we just go over how to start with your closet, do a little makeover, get your colors done. I give you fantastic fantastic examples of why certain things worked and why they didn't, like all of our little fashion mishaps that happen around the way. So pretty much it's a, ba- it's a great basic starting styling book for people who are just kind of getting into finding their fashion and their personal style. Mm, that sounds wonderful. And I want to ask you, because there's a lot of emphasis on, um, you know, women who are doing business, online business or being entrepreneurs, that, you know, they select their brand colors for their website. And it's all about like the feeling of their brand, and they are the brand, you are your brand. And so I see how this can really tie in so that like, you know, the colors that you pick as a personal style would automatically be your brand colors, wouldn't they? Oh, absolutely. So, Hmm. well, for example, you have to think about what, well, I'm sure, I don't know if you, I just did a little study or I'm doing this class right now and your brand colors should match who your target audience is. So just looking at yours, Asia, obviously yours is all about gearing towards the woman, they're, you know, the creative, they're entrepreneurial versus mine. Mine's a little bit more black and white and I have a little deep, dark, um, cranberry in there. So I'm still gearing towards women, but it's a little bit more of like the, the nine to five women or the creative entrepreneur who wants to start something. So versus if we were gearing our audience towards men, we'd probably go with something that was blue or gray. So you really kind of have to think about that as well. Mm -hmm. And then even though your personal colors may be in the summer color palette, you can still choose business colors because they can be opposite and still work if that makes sense. Mm, Okay, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Like, you know, we're picking brand colors, we focus a lot on our brand colors and brand style. And not thinking that that actually ties in with the personal style and what you're wearing and the colors you're wearing. So I love how I love how it matches up. Yes, absolutely. Colors are everything. If you guys haven't had your colors done, email me and I'll send you to my, my little site that I use for all my Skype clients. And it's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. So, so if people want to get in touch with you, Rain, or even to inquire about having a session with you, because you do them over Skype, do you as well? 
Yes. This is the first year after seven years that I started doing um, Skype sessions. And I've worked, I started because a branding agency out here in Los Angeles who brands women and men from all over the world. I was Skyping with people from the Caribbean, from Australia, from London. And so Skype and style is like my favorite thing to do right now. So yes, please go to my website, stylebyrain.com on Instagram at rain parvis. And I just would love, love, love to, to say hello to all your, all your people. (laughs) Wonderful. I'll put all of that on the show notes listeners so that if you want to get in touch with her, you want to check out the website, you want to do the little color test, then that will all be available for you. Thank you, Rain. This has been so amazing. And I love, you know, I love creativity so much. And I love how it shows up in so many different ways. And I love how it showed up in your life and in the way that you use creativity. It's just fantastic. So is there any last things that you would like to leave the listeners with today? I would probably say just always add elements of you and never leave your house anything less than your six. (laughs) Beautiful. Excellent. Thank you so much, Rain. It's been such a joy and a delight. And I can tell why you were such a successful comedian, because I had so much fun laughing with you. It was just an amazing episode. And I deeply appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. Oh, love you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.